I love party planning. And even though life is sort of on pause right now, things will go back to normal and we will have parties to plan. Let's use this time at home to organize up our party ideas and lay things out so when the world reopens, we're ready. I'm telling you, so much of the work that goes into party planning is done from home on your computer. So now is the best time to do all of that. You actually have the time to look around online and research and design the party that you want. I'm talking about parties of any size, for any age, any theme. To me, it's all about the small details that really make it special and memorable. I'm going through all the steps I go through when planning a kid's party or an adult party and how you can make it super efficient and actually enjoy the process. We're breaking it down so it's not overwhelming and the journey is as much fun as the party itself. Plus, the bonus here is that it's fun and uplifting and will probably make you happy. This is party prep quarantine style. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you are tuning in today. This is going to be fun. We're talking about how to plan a future party, right? So since we are all at home and we have more time at home and more time in front of our computers than we normally would, I think it is a great time to plan for a future party. I see so many people posting that they're so bored and they've run out of things to do and they've done every puzzle in the house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have like an endless list. Like I could be in quarantine for two years and not run out of things to do just because I want to do these things that I know I that are time consuming, that are at home in front of the computer, that I want to get all that stuff done now. So when the world does reopen, it's like, woohoo, now I just hit go on all the things I've already planned. So The only tricky part about this is we aren't sure when quarantine obviously is going to end. So that's the only challenging part. If you have someone in your family or a friend or yourself, a party that you're trying to plan and you're just not sure when it is, that's the only tricky thing. But listen, we, the world will reopen and we will celebrate. So whether you celebrate if if quarantine's still going during your celebration time or the birthday that you want to celebrate. Maybe you celebrate it a little bit later, or this could even be for a party six months from now or next year, or maybe you're going to celebrate the half birthday instead of the birthday if the birthday falls in quarantine. So that's the only tricky part, of course, is we aren't sure how long this is going to last and that the timing of it is the most difficult to navigate. But we're just going to talk about how to plan for a future party, how to do all that work at home and really set yourself up. So when things start to slowly open up again, you can start the planning process and you've done all the research and all the planning and gathered all your inspiration photos and stuff ahead of time. Now at home, while you have a ton of time to do it, a lot of times when I've looked back on parties and I've sort of missed details, there were little things that list, that there was no extra expense involved, just something that I could have made more personal or involved more personal touches or more photos. It was just simply I didn't allow enough time to do it. So I think this is a really great time. And I'm going to talk about some things that you can do now even in quarantine to prepare for the party. So you will be ready and 
once um, once things open up again, like I said, you can just hit go because you're you've planned the whole thing out. So I'm going to go through all the steps I normally do in planning a party. Party planning is one of my favorite things. I always say in my next life, I will be a party planner. So it's just, it's so much fun for me. I love celebrating people. I love making them feel amazing, especially on their birthdays. And I think parties are just a great way for everyone to get together. I mean, if there's anything that quarantine has taught me, it's that the importance of family and friends and social connection and meaning. And of course your family is so important, your immediate family, the people that you live with, but also spending time with, we realize how much we miss spending time with people, things, you know, that we probably took for granted before. So I love creating events that people love going to. They get people together and get people laughing and having fun and making memories and taking pictures and just spending time together having fun and really spending genuine time, getting to know people better, spending more time with people you already know really well. I love it. I love parties. I love everything about it. And I've done big parties. I've done small parties. I've done extravagant parties and everything in between. So I want to break down what I've really learned about party planning and all the things that you can do now for a party in the future. So the very first thing I do is I pick a theme. So whether it's a kid's party or an adult party, Mm -hmm. I pick a theme. So if it's a kid's party, it could be like a specific theme, like a mermaid theme or a pirate theme or a luau theme or all the other, all the other kid themes that you could do. We could, you could do a cupcake making or a cake making, or there's so many things. And I'll post a ton of pictures on all the themes I've done. I think at this point I've done over, over 30 themed parties, like full on themed parties. So lots and lots of themes to think about, but think about that. Or if you're doing an adult party, maybe it's just like a color scheme is kind of your theme, or maybe you're doing like a Hollywood glamour kind of thing. Maybe it's a dress up party, or maybe it's just like an overall. And when I say theme, I don't want you to just think like pirates. I want you to think like vibe and look and feel what are the colors? What's the ambiance? You know, what's the theme of it? So first I always think about the event, and I pick the theme first. And I do this very strategically because the theme determines everything else. It determines the location and the day and time and the inspiration and the guest list and the invitations. All the next steps all are dependent on the theme because I really need that in order to build the rest of it. So think about the theme, look online, look at all the different ideas of things. I love searching different party websites or like I love Kara's party ideas, K-A-R-A-S, Kara's party ideas, or I do Google and Pinterest searches just to pick a theme. I'll maybe search one thing I know the person likes or I like or my kid likes, and then I'll kind of go down a rabbit hole, a very fabulous rabbit hole of looking at different party themes that people have done and how they've done it. So I pick a theme. That's what I do first, and I, 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 I pick a theme that I know I like, and I spend enough time looking for the theme That way I don't go back on it. Once I pick a theme, it's set. I know what I'm doing and I push forward. Next, I pick a location. So whether it's at your house, at a friend's house, at a park, if you're going to rent out a space or rent out a room at a restaurant, wherever it is, get some location options going. Pick some places that are, you know, maybe some that are similar, some that are different, some that might be safe, like doing it at your house might be kind of a safe and expensive option. Um, but often it makes it easier if you go and rent out a room at a restaurant or have a private space at a restaurant because um, you 
it's more efficient. You don't have as much mess at your house. Um, you have to pay for catering anyways, and the restaurant kind of has it. Sometimes it can be more efficient and save you money to have it somewhere else. So look at all the options. Look at all the different things. And a lot of places have packets and PDFs online to where, especially during this, this quarantine time, you don't even need to reach out to someone to kind of get their party specs to know how many people fit in different party rooms. Or if you're doing an outside venue, different restrictions, what time maybe they say there's no amplified sound. And so that's a deal breaker for you because you know that you want to have music playing. A lot of these things you can figure out. I love looking at your city. Like I love going to the city of Newport Beach's website and seeing the different parks you can rent out for kids parties or adult parties because they have some other kind of cool clubhouses that you can rent. So think outside the box. And a lot of times those city locations can be really, really reasonable, especially if you live in the city full of the place that you are looking at renting the location. It can be really inexpensive. So look into that. And it's cool because then it's local and it's easy for you to transport your stuff, easy to set up. A lot of times they won't charge you a lot extra if you need, you know, a couple hours ahead of time to set up and some time afterwards to break down. I really like choosing somewhere that is going to be practical and that it's going to be efficient and I'm not going to have to pay for a double rental. I've done that once or twice where the location, I didn't ask at the beginning when I set on the location how much it was going to be. So make sure if you're really renting a location, make sure you ask them about the setup and the breakdown if they're going to give you a little bit of grace on that. Or because before I've had to pay basically like two rental fees, like two parties, and I didn't ask at the beginning. So make sure you figure that out. And again, a lot of people are still working on emails. So you can email into locations now for your future party and get some of your questions answered so you can kind of nail down where you want to have it. Next, I pick a day and a time. So is it a Saturday? Is it a Friday night? If it's a kid's party, I try to pick it a time that is going to work for most people. If it's young kids, be mindful of nap schedules. If it's older kids, you want to be mindful of sports schedules. And also I would look at weather. So I look at weather and my location and Kind of try to determine, of course, if you're picking further out, that's a little bit difficult, but just in general, what the weather might typically be like, it'll help you kind of pick your day and time. I love a 10 a.m. or an 11 a.m. Saturday or Sunday party. For me, kids' parties, if we're talking kids' parties right now for this one, if kids' parties like on a Sunday late afternoon, I think is difficult for a lot of people that gets into family time and family dinners and mellow weekend kind of wind down time. So I love something that maybe is kind of early-ish in the morning, not too early to where people have sports, club sports, they can get it in and then come. But pick day and time. And also another great idea is to ask people that you're close with, the, the most important people that you want to be at the event, hey, you know, is I mean, in quarantine, this is a little bit difficult. But just in general, I like to ask people what around what time is the most efficient for you guys? Like, when do you think you would be able to make it? And if you're doing this step after quarantine, ask them, hey, I'm thinking about having it on the 4th or the 9th. What would be better for you guys? Is there a day when you're pretty sure that you would be able to attend? So ask those key people before actually setting your day and time. And then I gather all my inspiration images. Now, this is totally key. And this is one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this podcast about planning parties from home, because this can take a while and the process can be fun. It is so much fun if you're not in a time crunch. So go on those websites I talked about and pull all the best photos. So I'll pick on, I'll click on parties that are similar, or maybe I'm going to do a hybrid of two themes 
And so I'll gather all my inspiration images. And then that way I kind of have a clear vision. So I know, okay, what do I have? What do I need to buy? What should I look into renting or borrowing from someone? And that way I'm really organized from the beginning. I love doing it this way rather than constantly looking for images because I kind of, then I'm not backtracking. I look for images once. I do one thorough sweep. I look on Instagram. I look on Pinterest. I look on Google. I look on Kara's party ideas, other party sites too that kind of pop up on Google. And I gather everything for cakes, for activities, for backdrops, for banners, for looks, for what people, what people are wearing. Um, whether if it's a theme thing, like what everyone's wearing, or even just what the party person is wearing or with their family, if you're taking family photos, what they're wearing, I get all of it, all of my inspiration images, cakes, desserts. If I'm going to do a photo backdrop, what the colors look like, what the balloons look like, what the streamers look like, all of it, gather all your inspiration images and put them in a place that works for you. So maybe it's just a folder on your desktop. Or maybe it's just like in one long Google Doc or one long Word document. However you like it, or maybe you're just sharing it. Maybe you're very techy and you're sharing it on a shared folder on your photos program that links to your computer and your iPhone. And that way you can view it from your, from your phone and your computer. That's what I like doing because if I'm working on the go, I want to be able to pull up the same photos and not just have them on my laptop. I like to have it kind of synced up so I can send them out. And we'll get into that later when I'm sending inspiration images to vendors. So gather up all your inspiration images, take all the time you need to gather them up, knowing that you're not going to go back. And I mean, you could go back and look for like a detail, but in general, we're doing a big old swoop. So we have one plan and we're never backtracking. Next up, we want to make a guest list. Now, again, this doesn't have to be set in stone, but it should be something that gives you, you know, kind of a template for your party. How many people are you going to invite and make sure that that works with the space and your overall plan. So make a guest list, write it out. You could even start to gather emails. Like I said, in quarantine, I'm all about doing things that take a lot of time and are time in front of your computer. So if you don't have all your emails organized, this is such a great time to organize family um, lists, family emails going with the family name. So that way when you are ready to do your guest list, you're not spending a couple hours digging to find all those. Next, make a plan for your invitations. So whether you're doing a paperless post or an evite or a live invitation, make a plan for it. And I do this step after I gather inspiration images, because a lot of times I want to see what the, a lot of times people will post pictures of their invitations too. Sometimes if I'm feeling very extra and most of the time that's the case, I want to do a live invitation with a paperless post. So I learned the hard way not to do just a paper, just, just a live invitation. So for example, when my little girl, Stella, I did a celebration for her when she turned eight. So it was like a new year's Eve celebration. We did a ball drop and a countdown. It was super fun. So I did long confetti streamers. So picture those large like confetti, like almost like confetti cannons. And I had a custom sticker made that I wrapped on the outside that said celebration. And it said, you know, the party day and time and location and RSVP by emailing. I always create a custom email address for each party. So I do like Stella is eight at gmail.com, something easy so it doesn't clog my normal email feed. So I did that. We passed them all out at school for people that we didn't, that didn't go to school with us. We either dropped them off or popped them in the mail. And it was super fun. The kids loved it. They shot the cannon and 
and I actually, if you're going to do these, do streamers, not confetti, because I feel like it's very mean to give someone a whole streamer full of confetti that goes all over their house that is like glitter that never, ever actually gets completely cleaned up. You'll find pieces of it years later. So do the streamer ones where, sh where like long shots of streamer come out. It's so much fun and, and beautiful and makes for a party right away. So anyways, I did this live invitation, which was super fun and really well received. But the problem is, is once you kind of twisted the top, even though I made sure that the top part in the graphics, like if, if they twisted the top and the top was lost, they didn't lose the invite. It wasn't like broken and ripped. But still, once they did that, they a lot of times they they lost the actual cannon, right? They shoot the confetti, the confetti or the, the streamers. Streamers go all over. And then sometimes the kids, of course, their kids didn't realize that the invitation was actually with all the details on the outside of it. So if I'm going to do an invitation like that, these days I do both. I do an online digital invitation just kind of as like a follow-up. Also a really great way to have all the benefits of a paperless post or an evite because you can keep track of all the people that say yes, the people that say no, people who haven't seen the invitation, all the benefits and the conveniences of an online invitation you have, but then you also have the fun and the magic and the excitement of a live invitation. For a mermaid party, I did a message in a bottle with sand and little seashells and I rolled up the message and put it inside there's so many websites these days and my oldest now is almost 10. So I've been doing kids parties specifically for almost 10 years. And there, in the last couple of years, there are so many more resources that make fun invitations so much easier than they used to be. Like I think on orientaltrading.com, you can get those uh, message in a bottles that are so easy and kind of like 90% of the way done for you, which makes it really, you know, special, but so much easier. One thing is I used to spend a lot more time than I'm willing to spend now on these custom invitations. I'm telling you, some of sometime I went sometimes I went deep with them. And oh, one year when I did a spring party, I did little Easter baskets with little Easter eggs and little like, you know, little Easter eggs like you would fill it. So there was a little grass thing. It, the basket was kind of a smaller like square basket, but same thing with grass and with Easter eggs. And then inside the biggest glitter Easter egg was the invitation and the rest of them had like little candies and little toys. So something like that wasn't that hard to put together. But if you're putting together 50 of them, it definitely adds up in time. But it's so magical and so much fun. So consider a creative invitation, especially if you're having a smaller party. It makes it so much easier. If you're doing a dozen invitations, it's super cool. It does not have to be really expensive. Just, you know, take some time and some creativity. So consider doing both. If you're going to do an actual live invitation that you hand someone, I highly recommend doing a digital invitation too, just for the conveniences of it. Next up, for the actual party, figure out what everyone's going to eat. So if it's an adult party, it makes it a little bit easier because you can just figure out adult food. Figure out if it's your party, what do you want to eat? If you're throwing a party for someone else, ask them, ask around. You can do catering, you can do make food yourself, you can have people bring in food like a potluck, so many different options. But in this whole party party planning process, think about what is everyone going to eat? If you're going to have kids and adults, are you going to have two separate things? Are you going to have something that is kind of kid and adult friendly, like a pasta bar or a buffet or something like a potluck where everyone brings something? So that's easy for everyone to kind of eat at. So Think about that. 
think about the food at the event. What are the kids going to eat? What are the adults going to eat? What does that look like? And if you are going to reach out to vendors, catering or restaurants or something like that, research it ahead of time. And in your folder that you're making for this party, make notes for yourself. Here are the places that I'm going to reach out to for catering or for food delivery or pizzas or whatever it is, but put the links now or the email addresses now so you don't have to go back and find it later. Next, figure out what everyone's going to do at the party. So again, this podcast episode is very general about parties, adult parties, kid parties, and I will get very specific on different types of parties in future podcasts because I love this stuff. And I think one of the key things that is often missed at parties is figuring out what is everyone going to do? How are they going to stay entertained? Adults are a little bit easier because Usually it, there's a bar and there's, you know, maybe a photo booth or a photo moment and a fun activity and they're happy. You know, adults are just easy mingling and cocktailing and hanging out and eating. Most of it's surrounded around eating and drinking, but it becomes a little bit more involved if it's a kid's party or a family party where kids are there. I love thinking about the amount of time that the party is and kind of laying out how long I think each activity really getting practical with it and laying out what is everyone going to do. So you don't just have a couple little crafts or a couple little things, and then everyone's kind of like doesn't have enough to do. I've had parties where I've had too many activities, and I've had parties where I didn't have quite enough for the kids to do. So it's just a matter of finding that happy medium and not overwhelming yourself, but figuring out how many hours the party is, about how long. Now, it doesn't mean every kid has to do each thing at each specific time. 20 minutes. Okay, stop. 20 minutes. Okay, stop. No, maybe it's like a floating thing. But if you kind of map out practically, knowing your kids and kids that you know, how long each thing will take, I think it'll really help you make sure that you have enough, but not too much uh, planned. So you, you know what everyone is going to do, how they're going to be entertained. So is it through entertainment? Like, are you having some sort of entertainment come in? Are you doing craft tables? Are you doing interactive tables? Are you doing um, photo booths? I love photo booths because it's people can take home the photo strip. You can have a craft station afterwards where they decorate their clear little stand-up frame for it. What is everyone going to do? What does the entertainment look like? Are you going to do games? Are you going to do group games? If it's an adult party, are you going to do um, like fun couples games? Whatever, whatever you, whatever you like and whatever fits the occasion, just make sure you have enough planned so you don't get halfway through the party and everyone's looking at you like, okay, what's next? And you're like, uh, I've got nothing for you. <laughs> next, design the dessert table. Now this, it will be pretty easy because we already have our, all of our inspiration images. I love taking different things from different inspiration. So I will take a, you know, part of this cake and part of this cake, or I'll send, you know, whoever is designing my cakes or my treats, I'll send them a bunch of different pictures. And I say like, I like this from this and this from this. And can you make me a hybrid of this? And I think that's a really, really great way to do it. So take your inspiration images, just because not like you're not creating something unique, but why reinvent the wheel? Why start at the beginning when you can, it's so much easier to express to other people too. So anyone who's doing your balloons or your cakes or your desserts or anything like that, it's so much easier to express to them what you want if you can actually show them images. So sometimes I'll actually go in there on my phone and hit edit and I'll kind of cross things out and circle things or highlight things or make notes. So it's really easy for me to remember my plan and for other people to know exactly what I'm going for. Use those inspiration images to design your dessert table. 
Then if you are going to have a photo moment, which is one of my favorite things, design that backdrop. I always do at least two backdrops for every party. Party small, party big. I always do two backdrops, one behind the dessert table and one behind my photo moment. So this can be something as super simple as having a small like pipe stand and having fabric hang down and that could be your backdrop. Or you could do fabric hanging down. It could be like a sequin fabric and you could have seashells hanging from it or party banners or whatever, depending on the theme. And then you could have like a custom wooden sign hanging that maybe you've painted or it came painted. Or you could have a banner made like a bunting banner made on Etsy that goes behind it. So I do backdrops, backgrounds for both the dessert table and the photo moment. And I think it really makes for First of all, a really beautiful photos, and also it just makes it feel like a party. And like I said, in future episodes, I will totally get into how I make different boards, how I cover them. I have big wood boards that I cover with wrapping paper or fabric, or I have sometimes just used thick cardboard if I'm having to move it to another location if it's not at my house and it doesn't make sense to to haul a big piece of wood somewhere else. So. I'll get into all that, but think about as you're planning all this and look at your inspiration images and think about the backgrounds. Because a lot of times we could have this beautiful dessert table, but if you aren't really conscious of what is going to be behind it, your photos might not turn out as you would like. Next, online research for your vendors. So any vendors you need for decorations, I do first. So maybe that's balloons, Or if I'm doing a specific party, like I did a snow party one year in December for Stella. And so I had to research and find a company who was kind of like a big ice truck who could make snow and put a snow ramp in my front lawn. It worked out so great, but it took quite a bit of research to find someone that was local and that would do it and and that it all worked. So think about any vendors you will need for the party, for the decorations, for the entertainment and research that stuff now. Make your lists with your websites and your email address. You can even reach out to them now if you have questions or if you kind of want to put a bug in their ear, especially as quarantine kind of winds down. Or just save it so you have everything ready to go and you can fire off all those emails once life has resumed again. Other vendors you might need for food like cakes or special treats. So sometimes I'll get my cake from one bakery or one specific baker but then I'll have custom treats made by somebody else. Maybe someone who makes really cool, unique custom cookies or cake pops or dipped Rice Krispie treats. Or maybe I'm going to have someone actually come in like a cotton candy machine. So like someone who comes in and gives live cotton candy. I love doing fresh, hot ice cream sandwiches. So two warm cookies with fresh ice cream inside and people can pick the different things that they put inside. I love that. So you might have a special treat vendor that you actually want to come or how about a snow cone truck? Those are really fun or a snow cone, like a freestanding machine that comes with a helper who's actually serving snow cones, things like that. Think about vendors you might want for food. And again, make your list, gather your websites and your emails so that you know exactly who to reach out to when you're ready. Next, go through what is everyone going to wear? A lot of parties, I don't think of this till the end and it's always pulled through okay, But it's really fun to think about what everyone's going to wear. So for my son's first birthday, we had a shark party at the Long Beach Aquarium. I rented the top deck. So it was overlooking the water and the whole aquarium was just down like two flights of stairs. It was really, really cool. And I had someone make my girls little blue and gray custom 
dresses, kind of like fit and flare dresses that were sharks. And it was so fun and so cute. His, I didn't nail. His, I just kind of did shark shirts and little shorts and stuff. It was only one. I wish I would have done something, I don't know, just a little bit cooler for him. But my girls were very, very cool having kind of matching-ish um, custom dresses. I always like to think about what everyone is going to wear. So maybe it's just colors, right? So for my last party, I did a YouTube theme when we did a quarantine party at home. So no one knew what the party was. So I just told everyone, hey, put on something that's either black and white and red or any combination, black, white, red, and silver. Where so the way we all kind of, you know, look uniform and we look like we're ready for a party and it just makes you feel in the party mood so much more. So while you're doing your research online, look and think of what everyone in your family or if it's a couple's party, what you're going to wear to the party. If it's themed, what you're going to ask other people to wear. Then make your big old list. Make your list of things you need to order ahead of time. So whether it's little props for your dessert table or it's centerpiece items or it is filler for a pinata or it's pinatas or streamers or custom banners, all the different things that you might want to order. Look through first, make sure you don't have it. So pull out or look through your cake stands or little bowls that you have or little scoopers, all the things that you know you have. Make a big list, see what you have, and then make a list and a plan of the things that you're going to buy so that you're completely ready ahead of time. I love buying things ahead of time because there's nothing more painful than having to pay overnight shipping for something that you could have just thought of um, a week before and not paid so much for. So make a list of things that you think you're going to want to order and make a list of it so you can order it ahead of time. Custom details. Like I said, to me, any for any size party, I think the details are what I always remember. So Spend some time on Etsy. Etsy is so great and so robust and I love supporting small businesses and people who are making things a lot of times out of their home. It is one of the easiest ways. So many things I used to do myself, I actually order on Etsy now because it turns out better and it's less expensive than me doing it myself. And of course I save myself the time. So look on Etsy for those custom details, those things that will really make the party unique and special and other websites too. Sometimes I'll do custom cups like sometimes there are cups that people take home or sometimes there'll be disposable cups or napkins or little pades or I'll do custom party hats. Anything custom, look up ahead of time. That way you're using your party inspiration images and you're finding people that could possibly make these for you. And like I said, there's no harm in reaching out now. Send them the inspiration images and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Not quite sure when we're going to do this, but when we do, I'd love for you to make 40 um, lion little headbands because I'm doing kind of a wilderness theme party, whatever it is, just a random example. But you know what I mean? Or if it's an adult party, something similar. Sometimes these custom details will be one piece, like a bunting banner. And other times these custom things will be lots of little things like custom napkins or something that everyone takes home or something personalized. So think about all those custom details and figure out, especially if it's something that's going to take a while to make, do it ahead of time. And a lot of times if you order things right now, if it's a party you know that you're going to have, a lot of places are having specials right now because business is slower and people really want the business. So they're totally happy to offer you a discount because they want the business now. So use that to your benefit and order things now that you know that you're going to use and look for those special deals and special prices because they're totally, totally out there. And it's great because it's a win-win for everyone. People who People are slower and they're totally happy 
um, offering a discount for the business now and you know that you're going to use it, you're going to order it anyway. So you might as well get on top of it. It's one less thing to do and you get it at a better price. There's so many different ways that you can do your research and plan for a future party at home. I think it's really fun. And I think the process is so much more fun if you're not hurried and rushing and like just stressed over the whole thing. So I love doing party prep during quarantine. I think it gives you the time to make it fun and ask questions if you're planning a party for somebody else. Because I think a really important part of this is if you're planning a party for one of your children to do something that they will love. My goal always is for everyone at the party to have a great time, but specifically the person that my child or the person that I'm throwing the party for, for it to be so uniquely great for them. At this moment in time, what they love doing, what would make them the most excited, what them and so most likely what their friends are into, I do that. You know, like one time when I did a spa party for my daughter, um, it was facials and hair and nails and all the girls just loved it because it was what they were into at eight, nine years old, you know? So really think about what they're going to love, not what you want for them, but what they will have so much fun doing and look back on the memories and the photos and be like, gosh, that was just such a fun time doing something I really love doing with people I love that make me happy. To me, that's what this is all about is celebrating life and celebrating birthdays and making people feel special and taking the time to create an experience that is awesome for the person who's having the party and also for everyone else that attends. I think that these, all these details and all the things, all your hard work that goes into this is what makes it so memorable. And before we wrap up, one of the most important things to me is taking photos and videos. And I hesitate to say this because it is not at all for social media. I did the same thing way before social media was a thing and certainly as big of a thing as, as it is now. But to me, that's the only way I've been able to figure out not how, how to have a party like slump. So after I, after a big party, especially the next day, it's kind of like, oh my gosh, it's already over. And now I have all this stuff to clean up. For me, if I make the process pretty efficient to where it's not too high impact. It's not like my the rest of my life shuts down for weeks leading up to the party. I try to make it practical, but also over the top awesome at the same time. But also I make sure that I get the photos and the video so the memory lasts. And I show my kids, especially if they're young and a party that they most likely wouldn't remember or wouldn't remember much of, the photos and the videos are key. So do not make the mistake of not having a photo and video plan because then that's a worst to like wake up the next day and be like, ah, oh, that was so cool, but I barely have any pictures. Do not do that. I always go into a, a party with a plan. I either plan on taking specific photos or I hire a photographer and a videographer or one person to do both. Or I have a couple friends do it or I have a couple like young helpers do it. That's another thing you're gonna wanna plan is do you need helpers? I love bringing in college or high school guys or girls to help out with different things at the party so you're not so strapped and you're not spending the entire party hosting and refilling toilet paper when it's out in the bathroom and getting someone a drink and finding a Band-Aid and all these things. You have a couple helpers, a couple floaters, and those are great people to give cameras and phones to so they're snapping candidates throughout the whole time. You have to have a photo and video plan going into it because that's what's going to you know, create the memories that last forever beyond the memories that you and your kids and and, whoever, and everyone that attends Remember, I'm telling you, this, it can be so much fun 
And so much of the work that goes into party planning is done from home on your computer. So you have to do it now. If there's a party you know you want to do, I'm telling you, you will love yourself later for doing all of the work now and actually taking the time to research and research the best vendors and the best inspiration and create this magical experience, even if it's for a party of eight people or if it's a party for 80 people. Maybe you're planning something huge like, you know, a 50th wedding anniversary party for your parents, or you're planning something small like a celebration for your son or daughter who earned their black belt in karate, whatever it is, whatever scope of a party you're going to throw, now is the time to research and see how other people have done it and make a plan. Make all your lists and set up your plan so when the world opens again, you are ready. You shoot out all your emails and you're out in the world and you're ready to start putting the party into action because you've done the hard part. Most of the work is in the planning, so it's so great if you can get that done ahead of time and you'll have so much more fun in the process if it's not hurried and last minute. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love party planning. Please let me know what you want to hear more of. I've spent so much time planning really special parties for people I love, and I would love to share more of the details of that with you. So tell me what questions you have and what you want to hear more of, what specifics interest you. Is it party themes? Is it backdrops? Is it specific invitations and dessert tables and how you do photos and photo lists or vendors or different types of food or activities? All the things that go into a party, let me know what's the most interesting to you or overwhelming or confusing or where you feel like you are kind of at a roadblock with because I guarantee I've been at the same roadblock and I've done so many events for my business too and that's really how my party planning passion kind of started because I was planning so many cool events in LA and New York and all these different things to promote our sunless tanners and our sunless tanning um, our spray tanning business that once I started having kids I was like oh I could create epic kids parties too let's go this is fun what's more fun than creating magical moments than creating magical moments for little humans that are so excited. I mean, I just love it. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. I love talking parties and party prep and all things celebration. And I think that at this point in time and in our lives at home, kind of being mellow in quarantine, this is what we need more looking into the future and thinking about fun times, getting together with the people that we love and celebrating life because that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.